standard operating procedures for week 14. That's Swagzilla Zero G, and it's me, it's me. It's the old SFD. And, man, we're just, real quick, uh, this is going to be our last, I mean, I think this is the last one for the regular season for everybody, but uh, next week for week 15, we will not have standard operating procedures, just to just to give you a little bit of a heads up. But the other thing we're kind of noticing as we prep for this thing, Swags, is there's just kind of less and less that you can do to really prepare for the playoffs, kind of regardless of the format, other than kind of reacting to injuries, essentially. Yeah. yeah. You're running out into the wild. Yeah. And then you're free balling it next year, next week, with no yeah. SOPs. Yeah. And it doesn't help when we get stuff wrong like Zonovan Knight. What the hell? <laughs> like, that guy all of a sudden is awesome. Um, but, and we had him. That's such an interesting one, though, too. Yeah. So, okay, I was doing this show a couple weeks ago. Um, you may have heard of it. Superflex Super Show. This smart dude, John Hogue, hosts. And he brought up the fact that if James Robinson gets 250 yards like that whole trade changes and they get an earlier pick. Do you think that's affecting this at all? Have you heard of I, that dude, John Hogue? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that guy. Um, very good luck looking, but uh, questionable takes a lot of the times. Um, <clears throat> but that, I, I mean, can't get that out of my head, dude. Like at, at yeah. some point, whether it's this I, year I, or some week, they're going to unleash him a little bit. Is the, injury holding him back a little bit or is it really they care much that much about that sixth round pick becoming a fifth round pick yeah i mean i i honestly believe that if zonovan knight wasn't showing out the way he is they would not worry about the draft pick they would get the you know the best player on the field but the fact that zonovan knight is I mean, just just overall more effective, um, averaging something like three yards, three point six yards after contact, I believe. So, like, I mean, he's he's just like barreling through people right now, and it kind of puts you in a position where you don't really need James Robinson, and therefore you get to protect that draft pick. So, I yeah. I do think that they probably would have switched to James Robinson if they needed to. But Zonovan Knight really kind of is is a kind of a double a two a, you know a two uh, a double edged sword. There you go. For yeah, them. and no, and you're absolutely right. And you don't want to take away from the play of Zonovan Knight just because of the points that I brought up again about that trade mm-hmm. and how well he's been playing. Yeah, I mean James Robinson was still active. They still used him. They weren't. A- afraid to use him it's just again Zonovan Knight was just more effective and now you probably get Michael Carter back this week and but we're going to talk about Zonovan Knight as a priority ad anyways because I kind of think that he is the lead back regardless of who's healthy so uh, just a little foreshadowing there but let's start as always with players to make sure they're rostered so Kyle Allen quarterback for Houston and it's not like this is some kind of league winning type of move, but in super flex leagues, you just, you know, you just lost Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley wasn't available. You know, make sure that Kyle Allen is, is, uh, is rostered because if he's not, I mean, at the end of the day, we know that we want quarterbacks at the super flex position at all times. Uh, they still give you a much higher floor than any other position. So, um, Kyle Allen, absolutely startable, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's not gonna, he's, he's not gonna break the bank for you or anything. Um, but he might Cam- be available to your point of making sure yeah. that they're rostered. Yeah. in super flex leagues, uh, all NFL starting quarterbacks really should be rostered. So if he's not fix it, um, Cam Akers. So what we've what we're kind of learning is we've been talking about Kyron Williams for several weeks. What we've kind of found out here is it's going to come down to the game script. And this is true of so many running games. 
you know, so many of the running back committees around the league. And, you know, in a in a tighter game script like they had against Seattle where they're not trying to come from behind, you're going to see a lot of Cam Akers. They really want to use that power running game as much as they can. When they fall behind, you know, like they did against San Francisco, I believe, the week before, uh, you know, when they when they fall behind by a large margin and they're chasing points, you're going to see a lot of Kyron Williams in the passing game when they're working out a shotgun, when they're, you know, three wide sets, um, you know, running the no huddle type offense. You're going to see a lot more Kyron Williams. But going forward, the schedule is going to be a lot more favorable for Cam Akers type of game scripts. So if your league, whoever had him in your league dropped Cam Akers, uh, because it looked like it was going to be Kyron Williams' time, which we predicted. <laughs> so I, I certainly did. Uh, you know, I, there's there's the potential for Cam Akers to be out there and available, and the just the reality based on the schedule is Cam Akers most likely is the lead back uh, for the LA Rams going forward. And now no Stafford, they might they might take a little yeah. pressure off by handing Cam Akers the ball a little bit more. Yeah, is is Stafford officially out for the season yet? It sounded like <laughs> it, like they didn't totally rule him out, but it sounded pretty likely that he won't be back this year. Yeah, there's kind of no reason to bring him back at this point in a lost season when he's just had injury after injury. Yeah, just shut him down. Um, Darius Slayton, uh, the seems to be the lead wide receiver now for the New York Giants. And that's a team that's probably going to have to play from behind quite a bit to finish off the season. Now, that's not them. I, I mean, that's kind of worst-case scenario for them. Just don't have, like, the they don't have the ability to come from behind on anyone. But they're still going to try, and it's still going to mean a lot of targets for Darius Slayton. Uh, and then finally, Tyler Higby uh, for the Rams um, seems to be, one of the favorite targets of John Wolford, who, you know, we just said uh, Matthew Stafford likely going to miss the season, even if it's not official yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Wolford is going to be your guy, and uh, he leans pretty heavily on Tyler Higby. Yeah, they don't have a lot of weapons there. Nope. Nope. Um, anyone else that we need to make sure they're rostered? And then Nico Collins. And I mean, I know this is a hot name right now in like social media and Twitter and Dynasty, but Nico Collins might have been overlooked in some of your redraft leagues going into the playoffs even and in Dynasty might still be a little bit disrespected. I think you could throw some trades out for him. And then Chase Claypool. This one's tough, John. I I didn't even know if I could bring myself to put this guy on our list. He's not somebody I favor, but he's gotten five targets the last two weeks, actually six last week. Hasn't done a lot with him. They go into the bye week now. Not a favorable schedule for Chase Claypool, but Justin Fields has to throw the ball to somebody. I feel like Chase Claypool's almost somebody we could have had on next week, this week, but I feel like he belongs here. Make sure he's rostered. I I don't know, man. That's a tough one. No Darnell Mm -hmm. Mooney. It's a tough one. And then Corey Davis. Did you add Corey Davis on here or did I? Uh, I did, but uh, I think I channeled you when I did it. (laughs) (laughs) That Kalamazoo stand up. But, yeah, Corey Davis still comes through with, I mean, a pretty safe wide receiver floor. I think last week he had 13 PPR points in fantasy. It's ugly, and people have felt that way about Corey Davis for a while. So just another player to make sure he's rostered. I like all those. Um, Yeah, Nico Collins, you know, kind of to go along with our Kyle Allen at the top of that. Nico Collins Mm -hmm. is officially the the only real pass catcher (laughs) worth even thinking about in Houston. Yeah, getting double-digit targets. Yep, yep. Yeah, just getting stronger every week, too. He's kind of – he's what Donovan Peoples-Jones had been uh, for the entire start of the season and – you know, people have finally caught on to that one. So now we're on to Nico Collins. Um, all right. The the waivers are going to be interesting this week, and we're going to make it up 
by having it a little bit shorter, a little bit more um, condensed and maybe a little bit more generic version of next week, this week. But waiver ads are a, a little all over the place and very, very tricky this week. So, so we'll start at quarterback. Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo's out for the season with a broken foot. Um, you know, they signed Josh Johnson off of the Denver practice squad. Uh, as as of this recording, they have not claimed Baker Mayfield off of waivers, and it doesn't sound like they will. It, it, it legitimately sounds like Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, is going to be the starting quarterback in San Francisco for the remainder of the season on a team headed likely to the playoffs. <laughs> so, you know, the fact that he's got that type of job security is pretty valuable to us in fantasy football. The other one is Tyler Huntley with Lamar Jackson out one to three weeks with that PCL uh, injury. And man, like that, that one is going to be like, what do you do with Lamar Jackson in a super flex league? Like it's hard enough in a one quarterback league. I want so badly to drop Lamar Jackson. And I have wanted that for weeks, but I know that somebody was going to go scoop him up now feels like an even better time to do it. But again, in a super flex league, like in a redraft super flex league, can you, can you get away from Lamar Jackson? You and I both are so done with him, but can you do it? That's a tough question, too, because in those redraft leagues, you've had a trade deadline. You have no opportunity to try to move him to that team that thinks they're going to be in contention week 16, 17. So it's like you either hold or you drop. And so he's got the PCL, likely one to three weeks. I'm guessing it's closer to that three weeks, depending on how Tyler Huntley plays. That's a good point. And yeah. man, by so then you've got week 14, 15, 16. You know what? Like, yeah. this is this, unless there's somebody, this is how I would play, and uh, this is not actionable advice, but I think there might be some karma involved for this in your as your, your pursuit for that championship. If Lamar got you here, he probably deserves to be part of your championship success even if he's on your bench or going to your IR unless you're dropping him for somebody that you're going to have in your lineup as you go into the playoffs. And then you don't have to worry about so like all of a sudden Lamar being back week 15, 16 and giving you some of those video game numbers that we know he can do even with the shade that we throw on Lamar Jackson. It's just, he doesn't do it consistent enough. So I think yep. you probably have to hold him, man. Ugh, yeah. Unless, unless it's an absolute like you need a start player. Like you're not just like going in and do. You know what I mean? You're not going to get C.J. Beathard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. And and is that fair? I mean, I yeah. I think you're right. I think you have to. I just I hate it. Like I'm, like I said, I'm so ready to be done with with Lamar Jackson. Um, but he's got it's a great schedule to finish off the season. Very winnable game this week, to your point. Um, they're at Pittsburgh, which is, first of all, not a good defense. And second, again, a, a winnable game that keeps you in playoff contention. Tyler Huntley could absolutely lead them to a win and make it a little bit easier for them to keep Lamar Jackson on the bench. But it still feels like a little bit too much of a gamble to let Lamar Jackson go. Yeah. You know, as we enter the playoffs and again with that great schedule, <clears throat> you know, you really got to make sure that you've got the starting quarterback for Baltimore. Yeah. I'm curious of one thing before we move on from these quarterbacks. Your your quick version of your long answer here. So Baker Mayfield is claimed today by the 49ers hypothetically. Mhm. Mm are you still putting that claim in for Brock Purdy or are you pulling that out? I think it's still Brock Purdy for me. I think, I think he's just on just, the cheap. Might as well see if you can get him this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's been in the system and it's not an easy system to, to pick up very quickly. And, 
I don't know. At this point, Baker Mayfield was is is draft pedigree and nothing else. You know, mm-hmm. we just haven't gotten anything from him to indicate that he's necessarily better than the very last draft pick of the 2022 class. We haven't gotten much from him since when those the cops tackled him. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been his best highlight reel ever. Yeah. <laughs> you guys go find that if you haven't seen it. It's, it's funny. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, some running backs to add. So we got to start with Zonovan Knight. We already kind of talked about him, but... Um, man, so you've got two starting quarterbacks available in Purdy and Huntley. And I still think that Zonovan Knight might be my higher priority unless I am pretty desperate at quarterback, in which case I think I'm going Huntley, but like, you know, with a slight edge over Purdy. But I think, you know, if, if I've got the opportunity to to do it, I think I'm probably going to prioritize Zonovan Knight. I'm kind of curious where you're going to go, but I'll, I'll give you the rest of the running backs real quick. So James Cook continues to take on a bigger and bigger workload for Buffalo to a point where it's making it really hard to even start Devin Singletary. Yeah. We've talked about Naheem Hines just not even being a factor anymore. He's getting on the field a little bit more, but ultimately they're trying to turn this over to James Cook. And then uh, Travis Homer. So Kenneth Walker with that, like a, it, like a jammed ankle, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> Never heard of that. Like, how hard do you have to to land on that foot to jam your ankle the way you jam a finger? Uh, oh. But that's, that's the injury. Uh, I've never heard of this before, so I couldn't tell you, like, what this looks like, how long to expect him to be out. Um, it, it could be worse. I'll say that. Uh, I don't think that he's out for the season. I would be very surprised, but um, at least for a week or two, I would say. Uh, DJ Dallas kind of took over for him with uh, Travis Homer inactive with an illness. and uh, But then DJ Dallas gets injured as well. So we're kind of down to Tony Jones Jr. And then kind of looking for Travis Homer to come back healthy. But when he does, even when you've got a healthy DJ Dallas – Travis Homer has been the guy to take on early downs work, like even take a little bit of early down stuff away from Kenneth Walker and is seems to be the more trusted uh, passing downs um, option as well. So you really kind of uh, you're you're really just kind of consolidating everything into Travis Homer provided he's healthy. So some really strong options at running back as well as the two starting quarterbacks Um, wide receiver, Jahan Dotson, you know, we talked about him at the, you know, early in the season, seems like he's fairly, he's finally healthy, finally getting the attention of Taylor, Taylor Hineke, Trent Sherfield with, uh, is it Jalen Waddle was injured. We're not totally sure the extent yet, but Trent Sherfield has been the third wide receiver, um, would uh, be elevated to number two if Jalen Waddle were to miss any time. Um, but those still aren't, to me, those aren't the greatest options, but they're, it's really not bad. And then da- uh, Daniel Bellinger and Shiga Konku it, uh, for the tight ends. Um, Bellinger finally off of uh, injury back from the eye surgery, the eye repair, is disgusting um <laughs> and heavily heavily involved in that passing game and then chigakonku chigakonku goes for like a 40 yard pass it's like him and jerry judy like you can pretty much count on one 40 yard plus type of reception every freaking game the difference is chigakonku has has a upside beyond that <laughs> like he's he's one of the top pass catchers for Tennessee at this point, probably like second behind Burks, I would think. Um, and, uh, you know, really kind of taking away uh, whatever role Austin Hooper would have had. So, um, you know, those are two good options. If you're, we say this every week, if you're a set it and forget it type of person at tight end, those are guys who very well could be multi-week starters for you. We're still, streamers but yeah you know you could do it 
Bellinger um, like took off before that injury too. He was really starting to show that he was gonna have a good season. So yeah, yeah I like both those tight end ads. Yeah, those are good ones. Um, it, you know, and and but again, to me, like all of these these four pass catchers, it's like these are good options. But man, don't you have to prioritize these quarterbacks and running backs? And if so, how do you do it? Yeah, dude, it's tough. So because I knew you were going there from the way you started this conversation. So I've been thinking about it. And uh, the the quarterbacks are tough. Um, I think you kind of do that by strength of schedule, like you mentioned a little. And man, Brock Purdy has a really nice schedule. So I think I favor him a little bit over Tyler Huntley. And then... And then I kind of look and I start to agree with you on James Cook, Zonovan Knight. Man, this is like this show, honestly, like some of the next week, this week's, the drops are getting tough, fades are getting tough. But these ads this week to have like Jahan Dotson here, I mean, to me, that's sexy. Like Jahan Dotson, somebody I've been trying to buy all year in Dynasty. Um, and it's kind of finally he showed up in the stat sheets finally. It's still the same though, man. Yeah, you gotta look at those quarterbacks and the running backs. <sighs> man, but I can't get my hands or my eyes <laughs> off Jahan. Like that's I'm having some issues here. I know and that's we've had so many opportunities to add him though and other wide receivers. That's part of the problem. And I uh, mean what what I would say is I think because you know, we're both looking at that through the dynasty lens. It is, yeah. Yep. And the most likely scenario is in in dynasty like it would have to be a super shallow dynasty league for him to be available. So I kind of I kind of doubt that he would be there in most dynasty leagues. That's that's my So guess. I think I go but man Brock Purdy is. Yeah. I, I already checked it's crazy. But anyway, for, even for redraft I think I go Brock Purdy James Cook, Tyler Huntley with the assumption of missing one to three weeks, and I don't want somebody to get a hold of him in that offense. I mean, he had a rushing touchdown this weekend. He's going to still be used in the run game. So I think I go Purdy, Cook, Huntley, Dotson, then Zonovan, as much as you hate me for that. <laughs> I don't hate you, but I, I definitely disagree. <laughs> Sounds good for the show. I know you don't hate me. Yeah. <laughs> um, But, man, even Bellinger and Chig, I'm just going to call him Chig because the Quanquo, did I, I might have said it right, is, I think so. uh, is, a, is a handful for me. It's a much easier target to hit to just say Chig. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but man, it's a, I think you guys really have some great options this week for going into the playoffs. I, I don't know, man. I just told you how I think I would do it. Purdy, Cook, Huntley, Dotson, Zonovan Knight. But I think that they have to address their needs and, and they also have to look at their playoff schedule and address their opponent's needs if you see somebody that's going to need these quarterbacks these running backs i think that you you poach them yeah so one of the things that makes zonovan knight the top option for me is also the fact that the new york jets have the best schedule uh in the fantasy playoffs for a running back so they've get they i believe they get buffalo this week um where you don't necessarily hope Hopefully you've got everything locked up and don't necessarily need a whole lot of help. But then, man, the, the matchups are just juicy the rest of the way. And the way he's running, uh, it's a high-functioning offense all of a sudden with Mike White. Um, that easily could have been our make sure they're rostered. But I think at this point, even in one quarterback leagues, people have kind of noticed that Mike White yeah. needs to be on a roster somewhere. Um you know, so so I Zonovan Knight to me is the type of guy who could be, you know, one of the starting running backs on a league uh, on a on a championship roster. Um, so that's that's why I go with him. But I'm with you. Like, so if if you're looking for quarterback help, I mean, I think that Huntley is better than Purdy. 
but Purdy is guaranteed, you know, the next four games to finish off our fantasy season. So, like, I, that that does make him a super high priority. And like you said, if if you need quarterback help, I think you have to start with him. So, man, it's a tough one. Yeah, I really want Travis Homer to be a top option as well, a high priority. It's just the fact that we don't know like who's going to be healthy and who's not in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's just that the only guy who could be healthy and um, actually, you know, actually diminish the work for Travis Homer is Kenneth Walker. Yeah. So, so I think I think Travis Homer is a good option for the week. Uh, the only problem is then you have to sit and wait and make sure that he's actually healthy and active. So, uh, so yeah, I think that probably makes him third out of this running back group. Even though I, I don't know how comfortable I would be starting James Cook, but it, there's there's more long term upside, I suppose. Yeah, I kind of thought that even when we mentioned like it's tough to start Singletary, and it's still like you don't have a ton of confidence with james cook either but it seems it does seem like it's starting to swing the other way yeah yeah i'm just kind of like stream of consciousness talking like this is exactly what it looks like like all the the hamsters running in the wheels in my brain (laughs) this is what it looks like when i'm filling out my own waivers just so everybody is clear like i'm just kind (sighs) of talking myself into each and every one of these players and then talking myself back out of him. <laughs> but, John's going to try to figure it all out while he's editing the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess if I was going to bottom line it, my feeling is for one week, give me Tyler Huntley if you need a quarterback, Son of a Knight if you need a running back. Rest of season, give me Brock Purdy if you need a quarterback, Son of a Knight if you don't need a quarterback. Mm. I think that's... I guess I get and, and nobody I, needs a wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> John Dotson's so the many, odd man out. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, but in I like Dynasty, Dotson, but there is a sad truth to that and how I t- build my teams, you know? Yep. At this point, you found wide receivers. I mean, there's there's a reason that we had four wide receivers on make sure they're rostered well yeah that's even what i was gonna say or you just go get darius slayton nico collins chase claypool or Corey davis even easier yeah yeah exactly all right next week this week some players who right now probably clear waivers you probably get them for free or at least a minimum bid next week their value likely shoots up so stash them now while they're cheap um, and I'm going to let you start with uh, start this off. Um, we'll kind of we'll, we'll probably kind of leapfrog a little bit on this. Yeah, so I added C.J. Beathard. It, it's I feel weird that we're talking about C.J. Beathard on the week that G <laughs> got hurt. Yeah, but here we are, and just with that Trevor Lawrence injury, and if he ends up missing a week or two, I think Beathard is somebody that. I mean, if you have Lawrence, chances are, no matter how good or bad you feel like he's done in year two, you're starting him. That's the that's probably what you have invested in Lawrence. So you're probably going to need a quarterback like C.J. Beathard as his backup. So I think that I think that you add him as soon as waivers clear. Yeah, and I've got Jameis Winston just because it's it feels like a matter of time before the Saints switch back from Andy Dalton. To Jameis, like this, just isn't working anymore with Andy Dalton. They're not, they're not moving the ball. They're not winning games. They're not scoring points. Um, you know, for a while there, it looked like Andy Dalton was going to be the better option. But now, at this point, you've got to make some decisions. And I think Jameis Winston is more likely to factor into your future. So I think we're going to see him back on the field uh, before very long at all. Yeah. Um, Running backs, I'll give you mine real quick, and then I'm going to let you go, but uh, Mike Boone. And we had him last week, but returns from injury and just looks so much more explosive than any, almost any other player on the entire Denver Broncos offense with the possible exception of Greg Dulcich. 
Like that's kind of all you have right now is Mike Boone. And, uh, you know, Latavius Murray ended up with the, the larger workload in Boone's first game back. But every time Boone uh, got the ball, you could just see, you know, a significant, a significantly more explosion than what you're getting from any of the other backs. Yeah. And then I put handcuff your workhorses for the playoffs, and this could be your quarterbacks or your running backs, in my opinion. And I think that there's value in this play, even in redraft. I mean, maybe maybe you have two defenses for some reason, two kickers, or somebody you just like a lot. You know, Maybe you have Lamar Jackson, and you're holding on to him just for karma because somebody advised that. <laughs> but maybe you have somebody like that. I think that you just kind of go out and you start getting some insurance policies on your studs. The guys you've been using every week don't make somebody – make you pay for that in dynasty don't have somebody go and use their fab and then be like hey i'll do it for a third or a fourth you can have this guy that's you know what i mean just go get them now while nobody's thinking about it before those players get hurt and hopefully they don't but get ready for the playoffs man yeah seriously who who's the guy so I, at this point i think that we've really kind of identified josh jacobs it seems, I, I so I still think it, I, you wouldn't have got me to uh, to guess this, uh, you know, even two three weeks ago. I kind of think that the the swa part of Swarkley, <laughs> DeAndre Swift, um, has is the one with the league winning upside. So Saquon Barkley kind of got you here, and now DeAndre Swift is about to take over. Yeah, um, I, I kind of think I think I kind of think DeAndre Swift is that guy. But at the moment, Josh Jacobs is the one who's just, you know, he's he's just in the zone, right? He's just kind of on fire. Who's the backup, though, if he were to go down? I guess Zamir White? Probably Zamir, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Abdullah? That one's... Abdullah's gotten a little bit of play this year that surprised me, actually. Right. But I think Zamir White's probably the one that I'm gonna probably gonna go after. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But that's a I think that's a good one and even better in Dynasty. But yeah, like deeper redraft leagues where you're gonna handcuff yeah. guys. I, I think he's the Matt Braid is a in, good one because he's obvious. Yeah, in Dynasty, Abdullah's practically free, and yep. you'd have to pay. Maybe too much for Zamir White in Dynasty. True. Where in redraft it almost flips. Yeah. Um, wide receiver Rashid Shahid and uh, Tutu Atwell are the two guys. Tutu Atwell, I mean, didn't do a lot this week. Two catches, I believe, something like 18 yards. But uh, afterwards, Sean McVay was just talking about the difference that he brings to the offense the explosiveness we kind of talked last week about van jefferson being the home run hitter in that offense at the moment with all the injuries that they've dealt with well tutu atwell finally gets on the field finally gets healthy and it looks like he actually is going to be the guy that they're going to rely on for kind of some chunk yardage some uh and kind of some splash plays um, and then Rashid Shahid, to me, that might be more of a dynasty thing um, that almost could have been uh, next year, this year. Uh, but, I mean, you're going to see a lot of turnover at wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints this offseason. Jarvis Landry, a free agent. I believe Michael Thomas is a free agent. You're, you know, you're kind of going to be down to Chris Olave, and I think Rashid Shahid is going to be the number one on the outside, just my guess. Um, going into uh, the 2022 offseason. Yeah. Traquan Smith experiment failed. Yep. <laughs> Officially. Yeah. Marque Marquez Callaway is fine, but he's not. He's not mm -hmm. like a fantasy football, much less an NFL type of uh, someone that you want to rely on. Uh tight ends and this is we talk about this every week this is really just kind of become streamer corner for the tight end position we're just kind of looking at matchups but hunter henry 
has the best matchup possible against Arizona this week. Gerald Everett, a favorite of the show, um, for you know sometimes favorite to drop so we can pick him back up, <laughs> so we can talk about him more. Yeah, drop him, pick him back up, and then drop him from even higher. Uh, but <laughs> that's job security. Yes, <laughs> keep just keep picking him back up because he's got the third best matchup against Miami. Uh, Jack Stoll um, has a very good matchup this week. Uh, it's the eighth best matchup against the New York Giants. We're going to talk more about him in a minute, but um, f- just for one week, very good matchup. Uh, the rest of the top matchups, for the most part, are guys who are not going to be available to stream, like you know the George Kittles of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but wanted to go with one super deep one. Tommy Tremble uh, has been the top option at tight end for the Carolina Panthers. Um, most snaps in their last game in week 12 before the week, week 13 by most routes run. Um, and uh, him and Ian Thomas both had two targets. So, But Tommy Tremble, the guy on the on the field the most, and they get the second best matchup. So super deep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's probably for pretty deep leagues or like a kind of a hail Mary type of thing. Like if you're, if you go into that game, you know, down by a bunch and you're looking for some home run swings, Tommy Tremble could be the guy for you. Um, let's move on to so i'm just gonna we're gonna kind of rock through this a little bit but players you can drop adam thielen is just he's an afterthought in the red zone he's getting almost single digit targets in the red zone um percentage of uh of targets in the red zone like they're just it's been a bad season anyways for adam thielen but when you take away touchdown upside, there is absolutely no reason to start him. And if you're not going to start him, why roster him? You know he's bound to get a touchdown this weekend <laughs> yeah. now, right? Now he will, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then James Robinson. Oh, we already talked about this. Zonovan tough Knight. to argue, though, man. You know I want yeah. to. But, yeah, in, in redraft, this is a tough one to argue. Yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on that if, if we're on the same page. But at this point, like I said, Zonovan Knight just – looking so much better than anyone else they have. They're probably going to stick with a hand. Uh, a couple players you can fade. Like I said, we're going to we're talking about Jack Stoll again. Um, the big thing is, I mean, you can you can stream him this week. It's a decent matchup. Um, Dallas Goddard expected back the following week though. So, and then Jack Stoll becomes just an afterthought. <clears throat> and then Alec Pierce he he goes for 86 yards and a touchdown this week he had before that he had four straight games without catching a pass so like so we're we're fading the 86 yards his best game of the season we're fading the touchdown and we're just assuming that what happened in the previous four weeks is a more likely indicator of what he is to that offense uh, what about some players we can contenders can be buying um, or holding if they've already got them? I'll tell you, I'm trying to buy some Joe Burrow. I don't even care. I'm paying up. I know this is low hanging fruit. It's not. I'm, I mean, but yeah, I'm going to buy some Joe Burrow. I added a share last week. I love the schedule. Let me ask you, who would you rather have in Dynasty, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? Uh, you're the biggest <laughs> it's jerk. A tough one. Man, I, I I think um my heart's still on the Herbert side, but it's it's close. Um Yeah. But I think that there's better days ahead for Herbert. We saw what he could do again once uh Keenan Allen was back on the field. Man, but Joe Burrow with man, his weapons now having Chase T back. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Um Tyler Boyd dropped the easiest touchdown ever, though. And I, if I was Joe Burrow, I'd never throw to him again. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I'm still on the Herbert side of that just a little bit. But yeah. I wish you would have asked me like more like Justin Fields or Joe Burrow because that's like who I've been trying to sell, like add to Justin Fields to get Joe Burrow. 
that's the move to make right now because you can do it. And I like Joe Burrow's schedule for this year better. I like his dynasty future better, even being a little bit older. And then, and then by vets scoring points like Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, my buys are very contender oriented and then sells kind of non contention oriented. But Dalvin Cook, Henry, Eckler, Kelsey, like what you need and go find the bad teams. Like you do it. You put in the work. You have to if you want to make these moves. You can't wait for Tyler Lockett to come to you because he shouldn't even cost that much. But yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like, are you gonna go pick up the ball or are you gonna wait for somebody to throw it to you? Go pick up the ball, get some work done. That's how it happens. And 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 you know what? That's that's what you should do in life too. Like go go pick up the ball and make some plays. But go get. <laughs> Go get these guys, like the old guys, off the non-contenders because they're starting to wish they maybe sold. There's more and more teams out of contention each week, so go add them. John, I'm going to let you talk about Christian Watson, though. Um, I'm, I'm coming yeah. around, man. This dude's for real. Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of like Zonovan Knight. This is just me taking an L here, just admitting that I was wrong on this one because had him as a fade, had his him as a sell, and Christian Watson just continues to score touchdowns. He gets another receiving touchdown plus a rushing touchdown. It, it Like, eventually that's going to dry up. We don't chase touchdowns, but that doesn't mean that it has to stop now. That doesn't have yeah. – it doesn't mean that it has to stop this year. If he's going to give you a tu- at least a touchdown every single week, that's league-winning type of stuff to be able to count on that. And at this point, I think you have to say, like, that's going to be – what green bay does with it he he has uh multiple touchdown passes from aaron Rodgers. he also had one from jordan love so it's like it doesn't matter who the quarterback is it doesn't matter what the personnel is it doesn't matter how they use him he gets in the end zone so when when we see a player on a heater like this i think you got to chase it yeah and then sells again we're out of contention I'm selling Tom Brady. I mean, we have a lot of things going on. He's had one of his worst seasons of his career. He's old. He's threatened us with retirement the last two seasons. I I think you just get Tom Brady to one of those contenders. You don't worry about the value too much because you're going to lose more if you keep him. Same with Tyler Haneke. I think you have to get rid of him like – He's it's fun, but I don't think he's the quarterback of the future for Washington. And then you you put Jamal Williams on, but mm-hmm. I love this one. And I wanted to I wanted to add a little context to this. So I've been trying to get Jamal Williams pretty much all season on a lot of my teams, whether I have Swift or not. Uh, I've been unsuccessful. I my value of Jamal Williams hadn't changed throughout the entire process. But I guarantee you, I shouldn't guarantee you, but I can guarantee you that this is about the time. Like, So I had one of those trades rejected going into this week. And I said, that was it. That's the last time I'm making you an offer for Jamal Williams. Like, I'm done. Like, <laughs> That was the one you should have accepted. Like, Swift's the guy you want on that team. Jamal Williams did so well with his opportunities. It, the chances are, like, You'd never see that Jamal Williams again. Right. And like, um, it, it feels to me like the the probability of scoring a, you know, just a one yard touchdown is about the same as breaking like a 40 yard touchdown. Yeah. Like how it's it's hard to get down to the one yard line without getting it across the goal line, especially mm-hmm. when you've got weapons like Swift, like Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark back healthy. Now Jamison Williams working his way back in. Like this offense just has way too many weapons for them to just get stopped at the one-yard line enough for Jamal Williams to clean up and and give you, you know, a substantial number of fantasy points. Yeah. Leads the NFL with 14 of them, but that very well could be the final number. Yeah. Plus, like, I just don't like Lendale White freaking energy, and that's what's coming from this. Uh, man, it's just a, one of those situations, man. Like, Swift was beat up all year. 
Jamal Williams played awesome in that offense and people talked them up, talked themselves into Jamal Williams over Swift. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were like, nope, that's, and it's just like, man, like Jamal Williams is still Jamal Williams. So absolute sell. I mean, honestly, um, I probably would have given you a 2024 second a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give you that today. I don't even care. I, I, I'll give you a 2023 20, third. That's about it. That's where yeah. I'm at. If you don't want to do it, I don't even care. I don't even care. What's crazy is present company excluded. I think two, two, three weeks ago, you could have got DeAndre Swift for Jamal Williams straight up. Almost, right? And which which was absolutely ridiculous. It makes me wish that we had been even more aggressive. I mean, we've been talking about DeAndre Swift. This is coming. He's just getting healthy. This whole offense is getting healthy. But he's he's got that league winner type of profile. Yeah. I, I wish that we had been more aggressive with that and pushed that a little bit harder because we would have we could have gotten a lot of people into DeAndre Swift. Yeah. I think it's a little too late now. I'd still I'd still try and buy him. Um hopefully you can get him at a little bit of a discount. Uh yeah. for if there's anyone out there who doesn't believe just yet. Yep. All right, next year, this year. So some uh, players to help you with your rebuilds if you're out of contention. Um, one more week before yours the playoffs. Yours are way sexier than mine this week, by the way. <laughs> I like yours a lot. But I, I like all I these, cheap. though. I'm like yeah. free as me this week. <laughs> well, let me go first then since uh, since I've got the big names, and then you can figure out if uh, – if you can somehow follow, <laughs> figure that. out if you want to talk, <laughs> <laughs> just just give it up for the week. <laughs> uh, Traylon Burks with uh, this offense just kind of starting to to sputter a little bit um, continues to be the top option for them. Uh, just getting stronger and stronger every week, and then Pat Fryermuth actually um, has not performed particularly well lately, and. Uh, I think that you have an opportunity to get a young starting tight end, like the type of guy that you actually do just set it and forget it in your, in your lineups. Um, I think that you're going to get him at a little bit of a discount right now, especially if you were to send him to a contender who's looking for somebody who's scoring points right now. Yeah. Um, Pat, Pat Fryermuth is still super involved in that offense. And, um, you know, I, I I think that you're probably getting a quarterback upgrade next year. Might even uh, even if it's even if it's Kenny Pickett in year two, like that's still historically just kind of a better yeah. proposition. Like get a full year as a full off season is the the starting quarterback to work with these weapons. No, hmm. I, I like the Fryermuth one, and the truth is, we knew coming into this year that we weren't going to get as explosive an offense as we have in the past from this team with losing big Ben. So yeah, I like that one a lot. My next year this year, like I said, not quite as sexy, but this is going into that quarterback landscape that John and I were talking about last week. And just maybe the hypothetical situation where Gardner Minshew lands on a team where he's given an opportunity. This is uh, I was wrong about, Jalen Hurts. This is not what we were talking about at the beginning of the year anymore, where Gardner Minshew is going to take that job or anything like that. Like Hurts, that's Hurts' job. But Gardner Minshew could still be traded and or somehow sign with another team at some point and maybe get a job in the NFL. And the price is right right now. And then Trey McBride, this is one of those things like he hasn't had that great of a year, but maybe. We don't see Zach Ertz back, and he's given a better opportunity in year two. We know that it takes some time for tight ends to get acclimated to the NFL, so Trey McBride is almost an afterthought at this point in dynasty teams. Yeah, see, I like those a lot, even though they're not like the big sexy names. Like To me, that's actually a little bit more actionable. You're going to have to pay up for Traylon Burks. Yeah. You're, you know, you might get Pat Fryermuth cheap. Trey McBride is cheaper. Um but and and Gardner Minshew, man, in Superflex Dynasty, getting one of the thirty-two starting NFL quarterbacks is so valuable. Yep. And kind of the the only real way to do it at this point 
is to get somebody like a Gardner Minshew who's not currently a starter, but who's likely going to be a starter somewhere next year. Yeah. Picture him with the New York Giants, for instance. Yeah. Like <laughs> seriously though. And there's, get, there's a few teams like that out there where you're just like, man, they they could use a Gardner Minshew. Or yeah. you know, even if you regress back into the show a little bit and where we're talking about handcuffing your quarterbacks if you're in the playoffs and you have hurts and you haven't thought about adding Gardner Minshew to your team yet what are you even doing yeah yeah man the Denver Broncos there you go I've been talking about Gardner Minshew for years going to the Denver Broncos it seemed like the conversation should have been over when you get Russell Wilson in here but you know, I could see a I could see a Denver Bronco Gardner Minshew jersey in that background there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you don't have a draft pick, um, not an early one, not early enough to find a, you know, reasonable replacement for Russell Wilson. Like now they've got a late second or a late first from Miami, but you know, it's it's not going to put you in range to get an actual franchise type quarterback. You don't have a great way. You don't have money. You don't have a great way to challenge Russell Wilson other than go get somebody who's kind of who's going to be massively discounted because he's been a backup for the last few years. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Um, what, what, that would be some weird characters in the locker room, too, like <laughs> Russell Wilson and Gardner Minshew. Could they're you all imagine? short. <laughs> They'd end up being friends and go on like a camper trip over the summer. Just a little couple, a couple little freaking, uh, just there. pygmies just kind of walking around, just like very, very different attitudes overall, very different personalities, but like definitely like just very like center of attention type of guys in very different ways, even though they're both like five feet tall. That would, be, that would be like they should make a sitcom out of that or a sub yeah <laughs> uh yeah all right so that's what we're rooting for for the off season uh as for the here and now we're gonna root for you to uh finish off the regular season strong get to the playoffs get ready to uh to dominate in the playoffs and use the standard standard operating procedures to get there. So we gave them all to you. All that's left is for you to go and execute.